Hello, everyone, and welcome to Music for a While. May all your cares beguile. I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic of the New Criterion, and this podcast is brought to you by Encoda, your site for sheet music. They're at encoda.com, and as in Nancy K O D A dot com. I'll have more to say about this excellent sponsor and service later in the show. I've been reviewing Conrad Tau as a pianist and as a composer since he was a teen. He is now 25. Recently, I reviewed him in recital at Carnegie Hall. I'll quote. When he entered, many in the audience whooped as young people do. There are a lot of young people there. He is a huge talent, Tau, as has been evident since his teen years. His program was an unaccustomed mixture. It had living American composers, David Lang, Julia Wolf, and Jason Eckert, a late American composer, Elliot Carter, and Bach, Schumann, and Rachmaninoff. Tao himself was not among the living American composers, which was a pity, I thought. I hope the young man will not be too shy about showcasing his own stuff. He has a huge technique. He knows how to pedal. He plays like a composer, meaning that he seems to understand the logic of the piece under his hands. I especially noticed this in Bach. He is a good slipper into composer's skins. He plays with great intensity and concentration, like Igor Levitt and a few others. He can do just about whatever he wants with a piano, playing with it as much as playing it. It is his plaything, if you will, and a big intelligence governs everything he does. Yep, all true. Let's hear Conrad Tau and some Bach. We'll hear a portion of the Toccata in F-sharp minor, BWV 910, performed five years ago when the pianist was 20, live in Boston.
we've heard some of the Bach Toccata in F-sharp minor, BWV 910. Our pianist was Conrad Tau. Want to talk a little encoda? I do. This is, as I said, a site for sheet music and a wonderful service. It's an app on subscription. What I mean is you subscribe to Encoda as you do to Netflix, Spotify, and so on. You get a bonanza, 30 million pages of digital sheet music, anything and everything under the sun. You can browse, practice, and play to your heart's content. Try it out in a free trial. Go to Encoda.com. I'll spell that as before. N as in Nancy, K as in Koala, O-D-A dot com. Download that app for a free trial. You don't have to commit. Kick the tires and leap through the scores. Encoda is easy, voluminous, appetizing, and gratifying. Encoda.com. And I thank them for sponsoring music for a while. I wrote a review called Some Erotic Evening. Get it? A play on Some Enchanted Evening, of course. It began, It was the most erotic evening you could ever spend alone. If you went alone, that is, as I did. I'm talking about ballet. There were two ballets performed on Wednesday night in Kiev, two one-act and sensational ones, Carmen Sweet and Scheherazade. Carmen Sweet was composed in 1967 by Rodion Shadrin for his wife, Maya Plisetskaya. He used only strings and percussion to reimagine Bizet's famous score, a score he held in high esteem, of course. Fantastic, one of the best in the whole history of music. That's a quote from Shadrin. I went on to say about the performance in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine, the stage was loaded with animal magnetism, and you could not take your eyes off it, or ears off it. Shadrin certainly helps with his friend Bizet. It is a charged, erotic, dramatic score. Oh yeah. Let's hear a little.
amazing stuff. Sambizet, rethought, rescored, by Rodion Chedrin. The orchestra was from the Bolshoi Theater, conducted by Gennady Rostosvensky. Chedrin, born in 1932, is one of the best composers of the second half of the 20th century, let's say. His late wife, Plisetskaya, was one of the greatest ballerinas ever. I have long said that they were the most talented couple in the world, if it wasn't Andre Agassi and Steffi Graf. Thank you again for joining me today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jay Nordlinger, doing music for a while, which is produced by Scott Immergut. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, you may do so at iTunes, Google Play, and so on. If you'd like to write to me, the address is nordlinger at newcriterion.com. If you'd like to receive this podcast by email, links to new episodes, let me know. I said in a review that a concert by the New York Philharmonic began with a rarity, a rarity by a famous and quasi-canonical composer. What's more, this was a piano concerto by a composer known almost exclusively for piano music. Still, it is a rarity. I'm speaking of the piano concerto, the sole piano concerto, by Scriabin. It is an example of Scriabin before he became Scriabin, so to speak, when he was writing in a style reminiscent of Chopin and others from bygone days. He was in his mid-twenties when he wrote the concerto in the mid-1890s. It is in the unusual key of F-sharp minor. Hey, that's the same key as that Bach Toccata, right? Right. Would this piece be performed ever if it weren't by a famous and quasi-canonical composer? If it were by Alexander Smith, let's say, instead of by Alexander Scriabin? I'm not sure. But I must say there is real music in the second movement, Andante. It has a lovely, yearning, wistful melody. I've been listening to the second movement over and over on recordings. True. Let's hear some now, some of that second movement, starting from the beginning of it.
we've been listening to the piano concerto of Scriabin, the first four minutes or so of the slow movement marked on Dante. The pianist was Anatole Ugorsky with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra under Pierre Boulez. With the New York Philharmonic, the pianist was Daniel Trifonov. Let me read a little from that review. After the Scriabin concerto, Trifonov played an encore, a piece that pianists often play after a concerto. This is especially true of Russian pianists after Russian concertos. Trifonov played Scriabin's Etude in D-sharp minor, which Horowitz took all around the world, making it famous. Every time someone plays the etude, especially as an encore, as Horowitz so frequently did, I think of it as a kind of homage. Well, here he is, Horowitz, that is, in 1962. He played that all over the world for decades and decades, especially at encore time. We've heard Vladimir Horowitz in 1962 play the Etude in D-sharp minor, opus 8, number 12, by the great Alexander Scriabin. I said in a recent New York Chronicle published in the New Criterion, I went to Akhenaten by Philip Glass at the Metropolitan Opera. Glass wrote this opera in 1983. He wrote Satyagraha in 1979. In 2008, Satyagraha, which is loosely based on the life of Gandhi, had its premiere at the Met. Now Akhenaten, about that pharaoh, has had its own Met premiere. Akhenaten is Glassian in a word, 
Whatever you think of this composer, he is recognizable right off the bat. The key question about minimalism I have suggested many times is, does the drug take? Does the hypnosis set in? Does the listener submit? Does he zone out, oblivious to time and space? I'm sure I've offended minimalists, but offense is my middle name. For me, sitting at the Met, the drug of Akhenaten mainly took, and so on and so forth. I was going to play you a little glass, a little of Akhenaten, maybe two or three minutes, but I'm going to play you a long excerpt, like nine minutes. It is the funeral music, the funeral music of Amenhotep III from Act One, Scene One. You may not like it at first, but I bet the drug will take and that you will not want it to end. Just see. Give it a chance. Give the drug, the musical drug, the minimalist drug, a chance to work. Here we go.
Yep. That was the funeral music of Amenhotep III from the opera Akhenaten by Philip Glass. Dalton Baldwin was one of the greatest accompanists or collaborative pianists ever. He died the other day at a ripe old age. He performed with many top singers, including Gerard Suzet, Ellie Ameling, and Jesse Norman. We will hear him with Arlene Auger, the great American soprano. Baldwin was especially adept in French music. I attended a master class he gave in the French song repertoire under the auspices of the Marilyn Horn Foundation. But you know, let's hear an English song, Love Went to Writing by Frank Bridge. It's got a great piano part. So, Auger and Baldwin. Thank you, everybody, and talk to you soon. <laughs>